now coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 492nd episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, and I am here today with my statuesque co-host. I don't remember who joined when, but I'm going to say P. McGee. (laughs) Hello. It's fun to be first every now and again. And we've also got uh, Claude Nine as well. Yo, what's good? He's very statuesque. <laughs> I'm, I'm the least statuesque person I know. If you're in high school, um, we're giving you a- SAT words from now on. Statuesque uh, is your word of the day. <laughs> uh, definition, please. I don't have it. It's just a random generator. <laughs> statuesque. All right. Uh, um, statuesque. I'm looking it up. So S T. <laughs> okay, statuesque. Attractively tall and dignified. Oh, that's that's that's, 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 in, that's incredibly not me. That's it's fine. Don't worry. Don't have to. It's a podcast. They can't see you. Um. All right. So, uh, welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007, where we talk everything Pokemon from the video game to the trading card game to everything in between. The everything in between has been happening more often lately, and I really enjoy it. Uh, but. Yeah, we we play. We're a bunch of nerds. We play Pokemon and we hang out. Maybe nerds is, is nerds a der- is nerd a derogatory term now? I don't know. I feel like it's an empowered word these days. I feel like it is, but I feel like it's misused. I don't know. That's probably accurate as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's misused to some extent. Uh, people are just like, ah, oh, yes, I'm a nerd, and I'm just like, well, are you a nerd because you're just wearing glasses? Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I was born by that word, molded by it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. It's fine. If you want to be a nerd, you can be a nerd. If you don't want to be a nerd, don't be a nerd. Don't hate on people who want one thing or the other. Easy peasy. You be you. You, you wonderful people listening to this show. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So yeah. have you guys been up to anything fun lately? Anything fun? I don't have good stories. Snapping today. some photos. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's been a fun challenge. Oh, yeah. Any good ones? Um. Oh, I had a fun one of a Badoof. I posted it on the Discord when it happened. And then there's this cool looking Whooper one. I'm trying to still get a hold of the little printer. It's very hard right now. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun to have. There's some photos I would I would consider because you can edit them yeah. post uh, doing mm-hmm. your snap thing, and so you can actually like recenter something to make it look nice mm-hmm. and actually print it out. But I've been too lazy to do that because I can't print them out anyway. I can only yeah exactly. save them to the album and then maybe share them to the Discord. I haven't been motivated. And I also haven't gotten a good picture that's motivated me yet. They're all kind of like neat, but not neat enough. I would say the little printer is pricey anyway. It's like, it's something like 90 bucks. Oh gosh. The the idea is that, so it wasn't made just for Pokemon Snap. Yes. This is something that's existed for like a couple years now. And they're just like, oh yes, we will make a Nintendo Switch app that is compatible with it. That was the big thing that happened last week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nothing else. <laughs> it was just uh, just that. No, nothing new. Nothing else. So I, I don't know. And even then, we don't have the Pikachu one. So what's, what do we even care? <laughs> That's true. That's Why true. Why do we even care? Yeah. 
we have to we have to worry about that stuff. But I don't know. Uh, well, Claude, what have you been up to? I know you've been up to some fun stuff. You I mean tell tell us about your life if, if you want to share. Uh, you don't sure. have to. Uh, yeah, I I, op- I opened a show the other Ooh. this past weekend. Yeah, Claude's Claude's a professional actor. BT does. I uh, okay. Yeah, that's what I decided. <laughs> I, I mean, I technically get paid, so I guess you are a professional then. Yeah, I'm a professional. We're all technically professional podcasters. Technically. Correct. <laughs> technically correct. <laughs> technically correct. We are technically correct in saying that. Uh, but yeah, I, I I opened a show, so I've been gone for a while, but I am excited to get back to some puckle life now that we've opened and I have my nights kind of free again. I'm excited to have you back. I'm excited to be back. Simple enough. Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, I'm happy that you could do a show, finally. Like, I can imagine through, like, the past year, it's been not that many shows. No, it's been nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <it> <laughs> <laughs> not many shows that's what i imagine uh that's good uh i mean i haven't done too much pokemon wise i guess i mean i did the stream i'm doing the uh my cat sitting on my desk in front of me trying to push my mouse around and we've also got i mean uh i've been doing some pokemon snap not as much as i've wanted to just because i'll, I'll do something other than like the platinum nuzlocke and i'm just like i'm tired and i've been in like a real stardew mood this week mm-hmm. <laughs> well stardew's like one of those games where it's just like yeah if i'm like semi-stressed out with like what's going on in life and work and it, like at work i've been going through a lot of stuff in the past month or so there's like a lot of transitions have been occurring yeah and i've just been i've just been like semi-stressed out and so you play stardew and stardew's like one of those games where i can just kind of get sucked in and i'll i like it's hard to come up for air you know it's always like one of those things where it's like oh just one more day i'll just play one more day mm-hmm. of stardew one more day. Are you playing this on Switch or PC? I play it on Switch now. I used to play it on PC. I do it on Switch now because I can carry that around with me. Very true. Has the Switch yeah. launched that new update where you have like yeah. the island you can go to now? Ooh, uh, it has like know. it's like concurrent with the PC. I knew it was a little behind last time I played, and I hadn't yeah. picked it up since I thought that came out. So now I might have something to do this weekend. Yeah, uh, I'm like I'm going to a uh, wedding reception. I am I am vaccinated now, fully vaccinated. I did the yep, two same, weeks and everything. Same. So um, I'm going to a wedding. I, I have one more week till I'm two weeks out. But yeah, <laughs> the people, these people got married like a year and a half ago, <laughs> like right when COVID started. And they, they've been like trying to plan like a wedding reception, have their friends come and see it. And like this one, they're just like, come if you're vaccinated, like just come if you're vaccinated. We're vaccinated. Please come if you if, only if you're vaccinated. That's smart. And so it's going to be it's, it's going to be like my first time doing something post COVID. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be an uh, interesting time. We'll see how it goes today. See if I can still socialize. I went putt-putting the other day. It was weird going out in public you and doing w- it. putt-putting. I just, oh. Mini golfing. Oh, my oh, yeah. gosh. Did an wow. activity. Weird. It was weird. I forgot I, activities existed. It was a whole existed. weird experience. I, I know. Think, things may be a little different in Texas because I did that like a couple months ago. It was like a fundraiser. <laughs> we were, everyone was just wearing masks the entire time and just like... All right. Things are different Might in Texas. Be a little bit different. <laughs> Things are different in Texas. <laughs> yeah. That's what I the will virus say. doesn't live in the heat. <laughs> oh, so I'm I'm uh I'm excited to do that. I mean, I'm excited to go out and do some more things. Maybe we can all get together in somewhat near term. <laughs> Maybe a year and a half, I don't know. Whichever one I feel like. As it would be good to see everybody again, but uh, I don't know. Not much else has been happening, uh, Pokemon-wise. I, I've cleaned my office a couple times, because I, I got, like, a new desk, and so I've been trying to clean everything up around it at the same time. Yeah, I, I've been testing a couple of 
uh, like ROM hacks for Nuzlocke's just to potentially Ooh. do on stream. Oh, we one should day. do that. So we should do it for an episode. Yeah, I'm all for please. that. I think a future episode should be a Pokemon yeah. Nuzlocke. A, a future episode. If you pick one out, let me know. Uh, there, there are a couple that I, I think are a lot of fun and I think would be good content. So I would pick one. Pick one and then grab me and another person and we'll do an episode on it in the future. Okay, sure. Yep, done. Yeah, but I I, I want to do one of them on stream and just like... Sure, yeah. Take over like streaming for like a week or so and just be like, all right, we're going to crank through this Nuzlocke in like eight days, a gym a day, and then Elite Four. Absolutely. Like if that's what you want to do, I'm all for it. I, that's really what I want to do, yeah. But <laughs> that'll be sometime over the summer when I have more free time to do this every day, but... Absolutely. So come come watch me either get destroyed or, you know, do well in something, something, <laughs> something dumber, stupid, or silly. I'm excited for that. I think this is a good place to wrap it up, though. So mm-hmm. we're going to go ahead and let's kick it on over to the news. And welcome to the news. In the news, we've got... Uh, this is probably some of the most exciting news we've had in a while. Nintendo released its quarterly sales reports. <laughs> um, and we're just going to talk about the Pokemon-related stuff. And it's just going to, one, uh, confirm all the suspicions I've had about uh, some of these games for a while. But also just be some interesting factoids. So, one, Sword and Shield have now sold 21.1 million copies. That's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. I I mean, you get a lot of boost just from being on the Switch, first of all. And COVID yes. probably helped out quite a bit. You're also Pokemon. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I think you also get first main game on a console hype. So like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how much I would look into the sales numbers here of being like evidence of the quality of Sword and Shield. Like, I'm not saying Sword and Shield are bad video games, per se. Like, I think I think in terms of just like the grander scheme of video games, Sword and Shield are good. Yes. As a Pokemon fan, I think you can have some criticisms. Oh, absolutely. There's enough there to justify the purchase at $60. Yes, yes, yes absolutely. I think Sword and Shield are are still good video games. But yeah, 21 million copies. I think, I mean, you have a lot of other factors like first game on the Switch. Video game franchise hits the Switch for the first time. Their sales numbers are crazy high compared to the previous titles. Yes. Like, I think a good example of this is Zelda. Like, Breath of the Wild did stunningly well. One, it is also a good game. <laughs> yes, also a good game. Also a good game, but it like previous Zelda titles never hit anywhere close to like the 17, 18 million copies they've sold now. So it's just something to think about. It's just it's one of those things to be aware of. Like Animal Crossing did the same thing. Oh, yeah. It sold crazy it's amounts. Buku, Buku copies. Yeah. It, like if you're a Nintendo franchise and it's your first time on the Switch, you're probably selling pretty well. Yep. Let's go. Sales numbers came out as well. <laughs> and they're up. To 13.28 million copies, slowly moving upwards from like their 2018 low. launch. It is. I mean, they got out of 2017 having sold like 10 or 11 million. Yeah. Uh, not 2017, and, 2018, 2018. Uh, 2018 having sold like 10 million. So we're not. They sold 10 million copies in like the first two months. If that make and then, and then look at that hard drop off. Oh, wow. <laughs> flatline quickly that means in like the past two and a half years they sold to like three and a half million copies yeah i just and don't like, think I've, there was enough content in the game yes and i bet half those sales are from parents that got confused about the titles when they went to the store to buy a game for their kid and they brought the wrong copy home i don't know about half i would say that a lot of it was again building on the hype of like oh first pokemon game on the switch 
then everybody quickly realized, oh, not like a real Pokemon game on the Switch. Uh, exactly. Like I think Game Freak in general, and this is just this is Thatch's opinion, and Thatch can absolutely be wrong. Please feel free to disagree with me. But I think they were really trying like Pokemon Company in general has very much been trying to like latch on to the hype that Pokemon Go had in twenty sixteen. Like they're just they try to yeah. latch on to that. That's what Let's Go tried to do. I mean, literally, it's got the Go in the name and the compatibility with Go to up the wazoo, you know, just having the original 151, so on and so forth. It was, it was really trying to recapture that magic with uh, with Pokemon Go, and it obviously it didn't work. No, they wanted just a little bit of that billion dollars. Yeah. 13, 13 million copies isn't the worst at the end of the day. I mean, in context... It'll pro- it probably will ultimately be higher selling than Snap or um, Mystery oh, Dungeon, yes. so it'll still oh, be their yes. second highest selling game. It might still outpace BDSP just because remakes tend not to sell crazy high copies. Uh, uh, I, I think the problem with say- that is I don't think there's good data for it personally. I think in terms of just looking at the remake sales numbers, because the remake sales numbers kind of go along with how well the generation's doing. True. If you look at Oras, Oras sold incredibly well. Well, Oras, there was so much to do. Yeah, Oras sold, I think, something, I mean, something like 14.3 million copies or something like that. X and Y, at the same time, sold 16 million copies. So it's like a 2 million difference, but it's not really that much of a difference when you look at it at the end of the day. It's a remake. That that makes perfect sense. That's great. Killer numbers. I mean, if you look at the amount of work that goes into it, like, they don't have to develop the story or anything. Yeah. They brought in the guy at the end to be like, let's do a Delta episode. And he, <laughs> and he spent, like, three days writing it. That, that's all they did. So I think that's just something to uh, consider in, in that uh, in that regard. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, sales numbers are interesting. I I always like looking at them, and just trying to trying to speculate what might be going on, and then you just like look at the data from across generations. But I mean, Sword and Shield has sold incredibly well. Yeah, this time next year is gonna be fascinating though, like because we'll have two different oh, games yeah, as true. part of that. It depends on what Game Freak does, because we still don't know what they're gonna do in terms of like their main competitive game. Like, where's competitive gonna live? I think it's staying yeah. on Sword and Shield, if I had to guess. I think so, too. I think it should stay on Sword and Shield. Will it? I don't know. Uh, I think it is, because that's the whole gimmick of this generation, is that it's the Dynamax. So, I under, like, they're going to have the whole Diamond and Pearl, but I think what they're going to do, and I think this is their smart decision, is after the Diamond and Pearl remakes, they have compatibility with Sword and Shield, so they can go to the Galar region and Dynamax, and so on and so forth. We'll see. <laughs> that's my hopeful optimism. This is the I, logical like pathway that they no, could that's, take. That's what they should do. I think in terms of PR, it would look really good if they finished the decks in Sword and Shield, and they yes. they did that. I absolutely agree with you because Diamond and Pearl, like Diamond and Pearl and Platinum, have surprisingly complete Pokédexes and like Pokemon availability. Yeah, it's a lot. And surprisingly, those games are worth so much money now. If you have the original copies, yes, they are. Uh, anything on the DS, actually, in that era yeah. is worth a ton of money. It skyrocketed recently, like in the past year. That and, like, Pokemon Coliseum and uh, Exegale Darkness are, like, both 100 bucks. Oh, that's been that way for a while. Mostly because the GameCube yeah. didn't sell well. So there aren't a lot of GameCube copies of things <laughs> floating around. It's, uh, it's, it's both horrible and great. Personally, I'd say you should just mod a GameCube. You can do some really cool stuff. And you could just, like, load the ROM. But it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on, though. Let's move yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the anime has another season coming out. They're 24th. Uh, the Poke- Pokemon Master Journeys. 
which continues to be about Ash and Go as they go through their adventures and Go continues to try to find a Mew and I don't know what Ash is doing these days, but he, he wants to be the to very keep best, like no one ever was. Yes, mm-hmm. so that dream stays alive. Ash just gets to have like fun. I I honestly think they just get to go and have fun with Ash while having Go do the collection aspect. Yeah, he's got his he's got his team. Like, yeah. we don't have to go through 300 episodes for him to like assemble a team. It's yeah. here already. It's like fully yeah, built. But I, he has to battle enough people to make it to the Masters tournament and you know fight Leon and then have their battle never end. And that's how they end the series. I kind of hope they don't end the series. I don't know. Like part of if they do it at this point, like it feels like part of me dying, you know? Yeah. It's been on for so long. The anime has been running for so long. I don't think that Go should take over. I don't think Go is nearly as strong of a character. I don't think he's a strong enough character to do that. And I don't think he's got I I think, again, it's um, TPCI like clinging on to the Go mentality of like oh go is successful let's try to make it happen again <laughs> i mean if you watch if you watch the anime especially the first episode of journeys they're definitely trying that and they obviously are because they named a character go yes <laughs> and his whole gimmick is literally catching pokemon like you do in pokemon go even like one of the first times he catches pokemon you hear just a random voice say nice <laughs> yeah that one that one i was just like i hope this isn't a regular thing they're really trying to play on that which is very interesting to me just can uh, looking at like the Pokemon Go player base, which has been slowly mm-hmm. decreasing over time. But yeah, that's fine. Uh, the anime is fun. Speaking of Pokemon Go, um, Thatch is playing it. I'm sorry. I, I, I like poop on people on like TPC. <laughs> I like grabbing it and I'm just like, I enjoy this sometimes. Right now, there is a, there's an event going on that's going on until Tuesday after this comes, not the Tuesday after the show comes out, but the week after. Um, it's the Lumios X Legends event. And right now they're increasing spawns of both fairy and dragon type Pokemon, which is really good for those of you who paid for the Mew research thingy, Majigger, that I didn't pay for because I wasn't playing Pokemon Go at the time because it was snowing. <laughs> it's also introduced new Pokemon such as Spritzy, which is annoying to evolve, Swirlix, which is annoying to evolve. Wait, how do you evolve them? Uh, so you have to put both of them as your buddy. And Swirlix, you have to give 25 treats as your buddy. Oh my god. And oh, Spritzy, uh. Spritzy I, you have to do an incense. I don't remember how many. It might only be one. Ugh. Yeah, it's gross. And then Gumi. I caught two of those this morning, uh, so that was nice. I want a Gumi. And uh, Xerneas is also in Tier 5 raids. I've got three of those now. I'm done with that. <laughs> it's also along increased spawns of other dragons and stuff. It's a really good way if you haven't like gotten your gold medal for your types mm-hmm. and like, fairy or dragon, to, like, especially dragon, to go get your dragon type medal. I don't think I have my dragon type medal. It's a very good way to do it right now. Dratini and Bagon are everywhere. That's fine. There's also going to be some timed research that allows you to get a rainy lure module. This is a new lure module they introduced so you can evolve Sligoo into Gudra. Um, kind of like how you could evolve, um, evolve Magneton into Magnazone and so on and so forth. I uh, nose pass and I probe pass. Yep. Okay, it also just it gives you, it increases spawns for those that show up in rainy weather, like electric type, bug types, water types. Nifty, nifty. There's also a global event. Um, this has already happened. It's already done. Uh, that will provide three times Stardust and introduce a shiny Galarian Ponyta. People have caught 500 million fairy-type Pokemon by May 11th. It's already happened. This is May 8th. It happened actually on May, I think, 6th. <laughs> they, oh, they did it really? It. Yeah, they did it. In like, it happened in like two days. I knew you were like unsure if it was going to happen. And I wasn't sure either. I guess I guess we were. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I was blown away. It happened in like two days. Gosh, <laughs> it was crazy. What was worse is um, Niantic's definitely phoning it in nowadays. And so they did like a raid thing like this a few weeks ago. 
where it's like, oh, you all need to complete 40 million raids and then we'll do this. And so like there's a nice little tracker in Pokemon Go for you to do that. There was no tracker for the 500 million fairy types for that for this. You had to like go to their Twitter and they would just like periodically update us. It was literally the worst. They're definitely they're definitely phoning it in. So yeah, this is going to happen starting May 11th, which is this Tuesday. You can get uh, Shiny Galarian Ponyta, which is the research reward right now. Oh. You can also uh, get your uh, three-time startups. I think Pancham also gets unlocked. Ooh. Cool. I like Pancham. Uh, this event is going to be followed by another one, uh, the Lumios Y event, which is coming out not this Tuesday, but next Tuesday when this one ends. Yeah. Presumably some dark types. I think it's adding Inkay. I can buy that. I think it was their backup if Pancham didn't get unlocked. Can't wait to hold my phone upside down. Uh, you have to. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but Is that yeah. really how they, they, they have you doing it? Yes. Oh, That's yeah. Cool. 100%. Yeah, they're they're very true to the game in that respect. I, I, I like some of the interesting ways to evolve some of the Pokemon, but anything that involves it being your buddy kind of sucks. Yeah, I hate the buddy aspect. It was annoying evolving Eevee into Umbreon or Espeon. Yeah, it's annoying. So they just keep rolling it out to new things. Yep. Yeah, speaking of annoying evolutions, Swablu is going to be the next Community Day Pokemon, uh, and that event is happening next Saturday from 11 to 5 local time. So go catch 400 candies worth of Swablu, get a shiny, evolve yeah. it. You can pay for some research if you want. Uh, but the meaningful thing, and it's not even related to Swablu, is that <laughs> only a couple weeks later, we have another Community Day, and it seems people are very excited that it is Gibble. So keep yourself ready for the Gibble Community Day. Yeah, they've been asking for Gibble for a very long time. Yeah. I understand the hype. I also at the same Garchomp. time, I'm like, I'm like, I have a Garchomp. <laughs> I have a Garchomp. They must be wanting to release Mega Garchomp <laughs> into the game. And that's how they want to do it with the Community Day. Yeah, that's fine. Because the June Community Day, I thought was going to be Tepig, but apparently I was wrong. No. But if you are looking for Puckle news. That's um, the important they- news. Yeah, the important news. Yes. This Thursday, uh, McGee and I are going to be back streaming some Poke with the episode on the Twitch. Twitch.tv slash the Puckle Podcast. Yeah. Yeah, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to have a blast. We're going to go through a bunch of teams for May. We took this week off. Yeah. And if that's still not enough for you, uh, this Saturday, the 15th at 2 oh. p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we'll be doing the Puckle monthly trivia that I host on Twitch. So if I'm you want to you know, test that. your luck with some trivia, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I have a blast doing it. We'll see if anyone can, you know, do well. Sari won last time. I was the real winner, though. Uh, <laughs> I was you had the, the real most winner. answers correct. She just answered some of them. She faster. answered fa- some of them faster. That's it. I missed like I missed like one or two of the questions too. I didn't answer some of them because I was just like thinking, and I hit it like just too late. I got them right when yeah. I hit them just too late. Um, so I didn't register those either. Yeah. Oof. I was the real winner. I was the real winner. Yeah. Okay. In the way it matters, you in, won. In, in my heart, I was the winner. <laughs> in my heart, I was the winner. No, those are fun. Uh, I, I'm excited. I'll probably play in this one, too. So definitely check those out. Those are both at twitch.tv slash the Puckle Podcast. Yes. On that note, we are going to kick it on over to Puckle's Poke Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Oh, hi, and welcome to the Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Mark, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. 
The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. And thank you to Mark from the Dunsparce Gang for giving us that wonderful intro. So without further ado, guys, I've got some questions for you for your $25 uh, gift card to you or $20, $20. I'm like generous. 25. What am I talking about? Yeah. What are you made of money? PokemonCenter.com. Yeah. Am I made of money? What is this? Uh, <laughs> it's $20 plus or minus five. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> this, this is your first question this week and it's going to come to you from J345. What region in the anime is shown is the first to show a Pokemon with regional what? differences? Oh gosh. I will say these don't these regional differences don't have to be present in a game. Uh technically okay. now if you want to be specific, I think you could say it was um it would have to be Kanto cuz they talk about uh they probably talk about oh I got this from somewhere else and brought it here or it was Johto and they brought a regional thing. Well wasn't like know. wasn't like Crystal Onyx I in the original? So. Does that count? That, that, yeah, that's that that, that has to count, right? <laughs> That's like a that's like a regional variant kind of thing. It's like in the special location in a different re- region area. I don't know. I don't know if that counts. Something like that would count. Something like that would count. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Kanto. <laughs> uh, Kanto. I'll. I'm gonna take the answer as correct. I will say it's not Kanto specifically because they're calling the Orange Islands. I guess is technically a different it's region, an anime. but Can- I don't think so. It's the first anime, or like I guess you could say it's the Tracy arc, but. Yeah, it said what region in the anime. You gave me a times region in the anime, so I'll give we it to you. We named a region. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you named a, uh, the, the actual, the actual first one's the vile plumes, because the vile plumes actually have a difference in their designs, as well as the pudgy peach, pidgeys. <laughs> pudgy pudgy. pidgey. Oh, pudgy the pidgey. I remember that in. No, oh. no, pudgy pidgeys. Pudgy pidgeys. There's several <laughs> of them. I don't know what I'm thinking of, but never mind. There's several of them. Dude, Orange Islands is the best of the Pokemon I, I mean, I, anime, I in my that. opinion. <laughs> yeah, Orange Islands is the best of the Pokemon anime. I liked watching Pikachu beat Dragonite. That was always fun. Honestly, anything where they try to come up with like original content in the anime is very good. Yeah. It is it is very good. And <laughs> so the Orange Islands are fantastic in that regard. And that's why I think so, yeah. I think Journeys is so good as well. They're doing mm-hmm. a lot of original Agreed. ideas with that. More power to them. So we'll, we'll give that one to you guys. A one for one. Woo. Thank you for that, J345. All right. So uh, this next one is going to be from the British Gent. Ooh. I hope oh you guys know gosh. the manga. Nope. Bunting this to Claude immediately. It's that time again. The British Gent enters his Pokemon manga trivia. I don't know if this is from the British Gent or from Liger. I don't know if that... I'm reading this word for word. I was asked to put a hard question here. So some, here's something you'll love. Pokemon Adventure, Gold and Silver. Last time we found out about Gold's first two Pokemon were Apom and Cyndaquil. What amazingly great, strong, powerful Pokemon did he catch next to join him on his quest? Besides Apom and Cyndaquil? That's, uh, that's sarcasm. That's sarcasm. I bet it's like a Weedle. It's, uh... I, I, do, I do know a little bit, I think, about his team. I'm pretty sure that he ended up... I just don't know the order of anything is the problem. I will again for this question. Um, I don't believe I, you guys were on the last manga one. No, I was. I, I sat there while uh, Linian sorted through it or someone like that. <laughs> so let's see. I, I know his team. Like, I'm pretty sure I know his team because it's. So British Gent did say that the free hint is that uh, he is very sarcastic about saying what amazingly great, strong, powerful Pokemon did he all right, yes. so that means it's one of three <laughs> options I can think of, because I know he has a Sunflora on his team, which means he would have caught a Sun Kern, I'm hoping. Uh, I know he has a Pseudo Wudo, 
That's got to be the answer. That's got to be the I know, answer. I think I'm pretty sure he has Politoed and Mantine and I think Togepi or Togetic or something as well. I'm thinking of the generic Johto Mon. It's got to be Sunkern. All right, then I'm, we're just going to go with Sunkern then. Sunkern okay. is correct. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 30s across the board. It's got to be he Sunkern. Caught, he caught it. Yeah, he caught Sunkern. That was 100% what he caught. Um, <laughs> oh, right. And he named it Sunbow. Sunbow? For those of you at home who definitely care, <laughs> yep. Sunbow, Sunbow the Sunkern. All right, so welcome to the Pokedex entry. Um, you get one shot to try to answer it. I do need you to lock in an okay. answer before we give you the second entry if you were mm-hmm. wrong. So this week we have it from Murray, and this, this uh, entry comes to you from Pokemon Sword. This Pokemon loves sweet sap and will go looking through forests for it. This po- The Pokemon uses its two antennae to pick up sense as it searches. Heracross. Who's that Pokemon? I was the first thing on my mind as well, so we can at least try I've been watching a lot of the anime, and I just remember Heracross loving the sap on the trees, and I'm like, well, there's my first thing. <laughs> yes. I is that your final answer, Heracross? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Uh, Heracross is correct. Yes! Uh, <laughs> um, we got a new Pokemon Snap entry. <laughs> That's the second one. <laughs> These Pokemon are incredibly powerful, strong enough to toss even large foes as they weigh nothing at all. But they're usually rather gentle, offer sharing sap with other Snap Pokemon. Pokemon entries. I'm going to have to put some of those in for trivia. Yeah, wow. Wow, okay. We got a couple hundred of those for the future to use. You guys are four for three right now. You guys have a perfect okay. run going. So this next question is going to give you a total... Of uh, two okay. points possible. It is a multiple answer question. Uh, you can only get two points. Um, the, this an- this question has five answers, so I will need four of them to give you the full points. You'll get one point for every two answers. If you get all five, you get uh, you get an extra kudos. bragging rights. I don't know. Uh, you get a kudos. I say good good for you guys. Right, McGee, let's uh, do this. <laughs> and uh, th- this let's is from get- Liger himself, the trivia master, and he wants to know. This is related to Pokemon no. Go because that's been the theme today. We talk about Pokemon Go. Uh, you, once you hear the question, Claude, I think you'll feel okay. Um, you do have to lock in every answer. You will get two strikes if you get, uh, on your, upon the second strike, you will be out. Okie doke. What are the five Pokemon in Pokemon Go that require 400 candy to evolve? Okay. Well, this isn't bad. Yeah. Gyarados, well, Magikarp, Swablu is two of them. Those are correct. So there's one in generation two, I believe. There's gotta be. I don't think there was generation, a generation four. Two, I guess. So that's one point. I mean, so is is Volcarona released? Because I know um, what's his what's its, it's name? It's not released. It's not. It's still not released. Oh, uh, the the big boy, the 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 from Gen three. Yes, the big one. The big. Oh yes, um, the big one. Wailord. Wailord. Yes, Wailmer. Wailmer. That is three. That is correct. All right. Uh, there's two more. What there are two more out there that require four candies. One of them I you should know, and you're just not thinking of. Yes, that sounds 100 percent like us. Um, the other one I don't expect um, you to know. So did Gen two? Did Gen two have one? I don't think so. Question. I'm trying to think. There's not a lot of options to work with in Gen two. Um, Gen four should have one. The question is, what would it I don't be? think Gen four. I I remember playing up to Gen four. And I do not remember anything else besides the three that we have mentioned. Maybe the answer's in a mystery box. Oh, yeah, Meltan. Okay. Dunzo. So you, w- would you have accepted Eevee as an option? Because it takes, like, almost 400 candy to evolve all no. of them? <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. No, I would not have. I would not have accepted that. The other, the fifth answer uh, that I did not expect yeah, you to no. do is Noibat. Oh, I knew candy. that. I just forgot. 
I forgot about Noibat. So that is uh, that gives you guys six for four. Um, you haven't used the hint yet. This next question is your base deck question. Um, the two of you, I know, will probably home run this. I hope so. Uh, I was on the recent game corner with you. You should not be thinking this. <laughs> you just said you, though, is my That's thing. It's almost at the top. I don't know the bottom nearly as well. Oh, well, they're all the bottom today. Um, so this question comes from Spike. And Spike wants to know, what ground-type Pokemon has the lowest overall base stat lowest total? Lowest base stat total of ground types. The first thing that comes to my mind is Diglett, but that's probably not. That's just a guess. Whoopers gotta be in contention, right? Whoopers pretty bad. Sure. Um, um, I'm trying to think of what else is bad. Um, uh, are there uh, baby San- grounds? Sandy Gas comes to mind as well as potentially... I don't think Sandy Gas is as bad as that, though. You don't think so? Um, are we missing... I don't think it's that bad. I think we're gonna have to use our hint, though. I don't feel with any confidence that we're gonna guess this correctly. I don't want. I don't want. I want the full eight points. But though. you can use it for next week. So now you you can get it with seven or eight next week or next time. Yeah, but or if I get eight, I only have to do six. But if next you get it wrong, then you have to get a perfect run. You can settle for. Uh, I can a settle. Mostly, I can settle. Yeah. Uh, fine, but I, okay. Yeah, yeah I give it to you us. Want the hint. This is a dual type uh, ground. Uh, so it's got another type with it, um, and it is. Uh, Gen two, Whooper. I can't uh, think of any other ground Wooper? type in Gen two besides Fanfin. I know Fanfi is higher, and it's and Gligar. And Gligar is higher. Yeah. Um. Any other ground type Gen two monsters could think of? Oh, okay. Higher. Then I'm on the Whooper train. What's your so what's your answer? Whooper. Whoop. Whooper. Whoop whoop. whoop. It is it correct. Is. That gives you guys seven points today. That changes our standings, kind of. So, in first place, we have Claude with 23 Ooh. points. We're in a race to 30, is there, for everybody's uh, uh, remembrance. Um, we've got P. McGee in second place Ooh. with 21 mm-hmm. points. We've got Whimsicott in third place with 15. Jushiro in fourth place with 13. Sigma in fifth with 12. Linian in sixth with 8. Uh, and also everybody else at <laughs> eight. So there we go. Done. Um, <laughs> okay. So that is it. We will be back with more Puckles Pokey Quiz next week. Until then, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back at you with the topic. Hey guys, make sure to check out the Puckle YouTube this week and see if you can catch our Soul Silver Puckle Plays Nuzlocke where we're going to play Soul Silver and we're going to Nuzlocke it and it's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure you head on over to youtube.com slash Puckle Podcast. And welcome to our topic. Our topic this week is going to be DLC and Pokemon. Should it be there? I just come up with a very bad paraphrase of whatever the title ends up being because I haven't decided on the title quite yet. (laughs) Yeah, no, Pokemon DLC, though. P. McGee brought up when we were planning the episode, like, a good idea about just talking about DLC because Pokemon Snap itself has uh, what looks like room for DLC to happen and probably will. We don't know Probably if it's paid, paid yet or if it's going to be free, but the the code's leaving it leaving it open for that. I assume paid, but yeah, I could also see it being like, "Hey, we updated the game with free stuff. Go play Pokemon Snap some more because we finally gave you the printer in the U.S. with the Pikachu yep. on it." And that's what they do. I wouldn't be surprised if that's what happens. But I think I think it comes to a deeper question, like McGee suggested in our group chat while we were prepping for this episode, asking whether or not Pokemon is a franchise that should have DLC. Yes. I, I thought about this question after you asked it, like, a lot. And my personal opinion is that I think it's okay in Sword and Shield for sure. Like, I'm very excited about the DLC in Sword and Shield. Oh, absolutely. I think it was done very well. There's nothing wrong with it. I At no point 
have I ever thought to myself, oh, this should have been in the main game to begin with, minus the Pokemon. <laughs> in terms of what it is, I think it's great. And I really liked, even though like I, I, I can complain about Dexit all I want, I think the way that they rolled Pokemon into competitive, either intentionally or unintentionally the way they did it, I think was mm-hmm. very cool and very fun. Oh, absolutely. I, I really enjoyed the rotating meta that was occurring throughout Sword and Shield. And now it's kind of come to a standstill. <laughs> I even like the time where they were like, all right, well, you got everything, but we're going to still take things off the table. No, I really. So I think the biggest thing that I miss in general are like those random tournaments they would do where it'd be like, ah, yes, you can only use Pokemon that are in the color categories, purple, yellow and pink. Yeah, you can't really do those right as much right now. It's really hard to do it without the full decks, I think. Yep. Right now they've got something like they've got something like 700 mons in the game. Yeah. I they're, think it's they're okay. so close. And. Like I'm, I, I, I don't know. I'm looking forward to BDSP because I'm assuming there'll be some sort of like patch where they'll add some sort of event, or maybe that'll become a series of its own if they move over entirely to that. See, I'm not sure. I'm almost convinced BDSP is going to be a uh, the baseline game as the entire game because they got Legends literally just around the corner. Yeah, and Legends has everything written about having additional content. Like everything about Legends makes me think there'll be more than one batch of uh, content getting released for I that don't game. Think so, and so they don't want the. I can't see it being a uh, release a full game at launch, and that's the last they do with Legends. So that, that seems like they want to like push that all year long with additional content. That's the vibe I get from it, at least. The way the vibe that I've gotten from the whole thing so far, like my my thought process is. We were supposed to have really cool sword and shield stuff going until like October, maybe probably maybe even September of last year before the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that DLC was supposed to come. And then we were supposed to get like BDSP in 2020. And that got pushed mm-hmm. back because of the pandemic um, to sometime later this year. And then we were supposed to get Legends at the end of 2021. That's the way I think it was supposed to happen. But now yeah. we're getting spring 2021. Now we're getting spring 2021. I, I also, personally, I think that Legend is the game that Game Freak wanted to release, and BDSP yes. was a nice safety net. Yes. Can't go wrong with BDSP, except they did with the art style, but that's another topic. Uh, I'm not as bothered by that as other people are. I, I don't have issues with the art style. I know a lot of people do, and I can say that, especially have being on the other side, that even if you don't have a problem with it, you can definitely be upset about it. I mean, um, that's yeah. a perfectly valid feeling to have. Uh, I, I'm just not bothered by it. Like, that's not going to ruin my enjoyment of BDSP, the the mm-hmm. graphics, the graphical style, especially like since the battles they said are just legitimately yeah. the Switch engine. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm not as worried about that. Oh, as far as like Legends is concerned, if it's anything like Breath of the Wild, like, oh, cool, this DLC will be suddenly, oh, this area opens up and now you have a whole other like slew of quests yeah. to complete. Yeah, it's also, I think it's also worthwhile to mention that Legends isn't going to be multiplayer, exactly. like at all. Yeah, which we kind but, of expected. Yeah, I, I think Legends is Legends in that regard. Like, I mean, maybe you do a little bit of DLC, but I don't think you do much. The one thing that worries me about like if there's going to be DLC is the fact that like Pokemon's always been a group thing. You can always battle other people, always fight other people, always trade. Legends is the first step away from that, really. Yeah, I so I agree with that to an extent, Claude. The difference is Legends doesn't no, have, like, two true. versions, so, like, they're not trying to yeah. force that interaction, obviously, and I don't think that means we're not going to get, quote-unquote, traditional Pokemon games. Obviously, we get BDSP right beforehand. Oh, we will, but, like, I, I just don't think that's going to lead to DLC for it, though. No, I don't know that we get DLC. I Like, Legends feels like DLC for BDSP, Fair. if anything, right? <laughs> 
I, I don't know. I, I don't think they're going to try to push DLC. I, especially with, uh, BDSP at this point. I thought, because my, my original thought was BDSP was going to get DLC, kind of like we got DLC mm-hmm. in Sword and Shield, mm-hmm. where you'd get like, oh, hey, here's some DLC and here's some more fleshed out versions of the mythical events that were in, B- in Diamond and cool. Pearl. Yeah, I just thought that was a cool way to do it because you have a lot of in-game events in Diamond and Pearl that you can't very easily access. And I mean, they obviously are planning for these types of things because we've seen in the screenshots like the lady in uh, Floroma Town gives you the Gradacia flower for Shaman. So, so Thatch, I have to ask, if you were to describe like what would be your perfect DLC for a game, or let, let's say the Switch, Let, let's go with Sword and Shield, base Sword and Shield, What is what would be your yeah. ideal DLC? Like, assuming we already have the DLC that we already have, or... Sure. If not, not even just, like, what what you would want in an ideal yeah. DLC. Mm. From where we are, I mean, I've, I've spoken about it a couple times. Like, I'd really like to see... Like, I think it would be really cool. One, I think Mega should come back to Sword and Shield. I think Megas are just, like, yes. a very good mechanic that everybody gets behind. And I'm very upset that, one, they didn't get fleshed out more in Gen 7. That they didn't just, like, keep building on that a little bit. They're just, like, nah, Z moves. That's which were <laughs> What a big flop. I wouldn't call Zemo's a big flop. I think they're really cool in the lore of Alola. I think they're really cool. PvP, yes. they're nonsense. They shouldn't exist. Yes. In the gameplay and like exploring Alola makes total sense. I don't think they should have tried to make uh, Mega Evolution like a Kalos thing. Uh, they, they didn't make it a Kalos thing. That makes no, no, no sense to me. No, they did it because of Oraz, right? It's awful. I, I really hope that they try to build on it a little bit more because they did with Oraz, right? I was, we, we've all kind of assumed like, oh, after Auras, we're going to get more Megas, and that didn't happen. But I think they should bring that back to some extent in a DLC, because just mm-hmm. remember the hype for Megas when they dropped the trailer for Pokemon Go, and like everybody got super excited when they saw Megas, and then got disappointed when it was for Go? Yeah. <laughs> like, it was just like the simultaneous feeling that everybody had. It, was, it felt like uh, when Obi-Wan Kenobi says that he just heard thousands of voices crying out. It felt like that for me when I watched that announcement. <laughs> I, I felt that millions of people crying out in anguish. We were all simultaneously disappointed that it was for Go. I think it's such a hit, but I think you do a DLC where you introduce Mega Evolution into Swish. Yes. And I think that opens you up to add in a few of the Pokemon that are missing, like uh, Mareep, um, Nummel, stuff like that. Yeah, the question is, are we done with DLC for it, it Switch? Feel like it feels like we are, if they haven't announced Absolutely. anything by this point. I think the DLC that we got for Switch was very good, and I like the idea of doing DLC to build onto Pokemon Only games. Only other DLC in my mind that... It, it main, I should say traditional Pokemon games. The only thing I think I would really like, and this is just me going back to like what I remember and what I really enjoyed, was I would love just a DLC that's just, imagine a Battle Frontier. That's the entire DLC, seven, seven yeah, different yes. like yeah. places to go and do battles get the Battle Factory back, because Battle Factory on Switch would be awesome. Battle Factory yes. in general anywhere would be awesome. We I know think. they can do it, because they're doing it for uh, Dynamax Adventures, basically. We, we know it can, we know it's there, we know they have the ability to do it, but like, I, I loved having those restrictions in the game, where it's like, okay, you have to think mm-hmm. about building differently because of what you're facing. Or it's like, oh, in this place, you can't use any items while you're in here, and you have to make it through this maze, and you're going to constantly get toxic yes. or status and you have to choose what you want to do and yeah. how you build your mons to have, like, heal bell or rest on them so you can survive more. Like, it just adds an extra level that I think would be entertaining to both play and, you know, do with friends. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I honestly, I, this is, didn't we, McGee and I had a similar idea because I think you and I were both like, yeah, Pokemon oh, that was Stadium, yeah. let's do it. Yeah. I forget who it was. I, I talk about it all the time. Bo, if he's listening, will get mad at me. <laughs> And the answer is that 
I don't know. I think I think having anything like I think you could do it better with like a Pokemon Stadium game. You throw in the Battle Frontier into that because that, that's essentially what Battle Revolution was. Well, see, you ha- you ha- you have the mini games, and then you get the whole Battle Revolution style of going through the different tournaments to fight things, and you can import things directly from home. Yeah. It would be such a good DLC yeah, that's exactly slash it. game. I would much rather have that as a game and then a DLC. I'm thinking cheaper. So I understand. So everything about the sales history for Sword and Shield suggests that like DLC is mm-hmm. worth doing. And everyone and the way they did it for Sword and Shield seems like the audience likes it because I what was the retention rate for the DLC for Switch was like super high, wasn't it? There were reports it was like eighty percent, but I don't know if any of that's been corroborated because yeah. Nintendo doesn't release their DLC sales numbers. It's dumb. So like there were reports that it was something like eighty percent, which is incredibly high for any video yeah. game ever. I think for Switch, that makes sense. I don't think it makes sense for something like Pokemon Snap, necessarily. No. No, Pokemon Snap's more of, like, the 25 to, like, 40%. Well, it also depends what they do for the DLC for Snap. Like, I can totally see them be like, all right, we're going to throw out this DLC. Yes. It's going to be either, like, if they do it free, it'll be like, all right, cool. You have to download this, and it's going to be, like, one map. Or it's like, oh, cool, here's a bundle of this whole new area yeah. you can go and explore and do your maps for, for, like... Five ten dollars. Yeah, it's not gonna be five ten dollars. I'm trying to think of like what a single <laughs> stage costs for like Smash. It's like, oh, if you want to just get this, a single fighter costs you about five six bucks, right? Yeah. So I think like each new map, if all the different areas and stuff, like I'm thinking around five dollars, or they release a bundle for like. Yeah, it's less. not gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> but like, I so the issue with Pokemon Snap is like we're not fully convinced it's worth sixty dollars as a base game, and so to try to throw DLC on it with additional costs is going to like mm-hmm. rub the wrong way a little bit. Not even that. I, the way I'm thinking about it as well, like Pokemon Snap, like it's a fun game and all, but I think it's also, yeah. I think it's also one of those games. And this is something that I've definitely been seeing more and more in the past year and a half. Um, and maybe part of that's driven by the pandemic is that we get a video game and that becomes like the hot video game for the next like month. Right. And yes. then after that month's over, that yeah. game's dead. That game's not happening anymore. And I think Pokemon Snap is one of those games. It's going to be hot until the end of the month, and then the next thing's going to come on. They're going to go ahead and play the next thing in Pokemon Snap. They're going to launch the DLC. The DLC can do one of two things. It can revitalize the game, and people will be hyped for like a week or two Mm -hmm. with the DLC for Snap, or it just won't get purchased Mm -hmm. because they'll forget about it. Yep. It's just the way it is. I mean, we're we're Pokemon fans, obviously, and we're like the Pokemon super fans. Uh, Look where we are. We're we're on a Pokemon podcast (laughs) talking about it, but like, we're definitely biased in that regard. But if I'm thinking yeah. about, like, the greater population, those people are not the people that are going to be like, yeah, let's play Pokemon Snap forever. E- rightfully so. <laughs> I completely understand. There's a lot of the games vying for your attention now. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, so so the nice thing about DLC for Snap, I, it's always going to be cost dependent. But the thing that would work well is Snap's that kind of game you play aggressively for, like, 20, 30 hours within the yep. first month it launches. Then you really put it down. It's like... It's like, but it's like Animal Crossing. Like you go really intense for like a month or so, and then you just you die off because it's just you kind of run out of things yep. to do. You, you're you're going through the same cycle. So if a new course comes out every few months for like the first like eight months, then that's something. Yeah, people circle back to the game. Um, but if there's a cost associated, then maybe it's not so great. But uh, I think Snap is the kind of game you play aggressively for a month and then you put down, basically like Mystery Dungeon. Because isn't there the whole rating system online for it? So it's like, oh, if you take a picture, you can have the highest rated picture or whatnot. But like, mm-hmm. can you just see what everyone else's pictures are and then go do the exact same picture and get the same points? Uh, I, don't, I don't have the game. I don't know. You should buy the game. I, I it's, recommend it's it. It's not. I, I do not enjoy uh, it. I was able to watch a couple people stream it and I'm like, great. Okay. This is this is the fill I need. 
I don't need to. I just it's not worth That's sixty fair. bucks to me. <laughs> That's fair. I think it's one of those games that you should try to get as like a bundle. It's something where if they offered a whole bunch of DLC down the road and they still kept it at sixty bucks and it wasn't mm-hmm. it was like free, then it would yeah. be worth it. Maybe. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. I I don't know. Like I I think DLC is fine in traditional Pokemon games. I, anything else, I don't know because I I just think the player base for anything else is not very high. Just by, just based on like the number of people. Like if you look at our staff, right? We've got like fifteen yeah. ish people on staff. And if you look at the number of people that actually bought new Pokemon Snap, I'd say only half of us did. That's about accurate. We're the hyper Pokemon fans. It's, like- also a, it's also technically a spinoff game, and not everyone's into the spinoffs. Yeah, no, it is a spinoff. No, it's a spinoff yeah. game. Yeah, but I, I'd say, like, look at that, and um, you've got 21 million Sword and Shield players. Half is, like, for the super fans. You're talking maybe 20% of that maybe will get sold. Like, maybe 5 million copies. Super Mystery, or not Super Mystery Dungeon, but Mystery Dungeon, uh... DX or Deluxe or whatever, it has only sold like 3 million copies or something like that. That sounds about and right I think to that me. game has more content. That game does have more content. There's a lot more to do. There's some levels that I still can't beat and I have to like look up online and do because they it's difficult. Uh, Snap is just kind of like you can accomplish a lot within a few sittings. I absolutely agree with you. I don't know. Like I would be cool with DLC for Mystery Dungeon. Mm-hmm. They're not going to do DLC for Mystery Dungeon unless they do a whole new game, which would also be cool. I'd be totally okay with another Mystery Dungeon game. Yes. I would 100% be okay if they just remade the old Mystery Dungeon games. Can they do that? Like, I'd be fine with that. I mean, we only really need the Explorers one, and then I think we're basically content with the series. Yeah, Explorers of the Sky was by far the best one. Absolutely. Or Time, or whichever. Yes. That's what I keep hearing. You should play it on stream. I keep intending to, but I want to, like, play something I enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) The only reason I was okay with Mystery Dungeon DX is because it's on the Switch, honestly. Yeah. Like, that's one, the convenience factor. And then two, I'm not playing it on stream, if that makes sense. Like, I could just sit down and play it uh, at my own leisure. I don't know that I could play Mystery Dungeon Explorers of Sky on my, or or like on stream on a DS and be content with it. You know what I mean? It's fair. Yeah. I would just be like, man, this is really like a slog. I'm not really enjoying it. Like, I like playing games that I enjoy on stream because then everybody else has more fun on stream and it's a good time. But back to DLC though, I, I think overall, my answer is yes to like traditional DLC. Like I, I'll, I'm going to be a little bummed if there's not like expanded content in BDSP, which makes sense at this point. Well, we, we don't know. We don't know anything other than the trailer. Uh, we don't <laughs> know anything other than the trailer and the press release, which says it's going to be pretty true to the main story or the main, the original games. Yeah. I, I, I want to believe there's more. I like the whole idea of, oh, all the remakes are taking place. I in mean, the, if you read the like, press release, mega universe or timeline, if you read the press release, um, it's not looking too good yeah i'm not confident like i said i'm not confident that game is going to have a lot of additional content beyond what's released and that's at launch. Fine. i think if it does anything we'll get some kind of the we'll get like the events for the mythicals or something and that's gonna yeah. be that's gonna be about it i i don't expect anything else i mean best case we get like a wild area like dlc be because that area seems that like something they're getting uh, good at doing not with the art style that's not what the, they went with the art style i think for a reason to Oh, that's fair. That's to, fair. To prevent you from thinking that. And I think that's fair just because I, I think expecting a Diamond and Pearl remake to be done in the exact same engine as Sword and Shield yeah. is kind of naive just because they're trying to take a grid-based game and go, oh, you have free movement now. And I, I don't think that's fair to the game. The only other thing I can think of them, I can see them doing with DLC as far as like BDSP and Legends is if they do some sort of like bundle DLC with it. Whereas, oh, if you get this DLC for, uh, uh, what's it called? 
BDSP, then you get um, you get to DSP, unlock this yeah. year, like add all these other like mythical events in, or if they don't give them to you already. And if you have it in there, and like you have this on your file, that unlocks this whole other area in Legends Arceus, and that you can go and explore about these legends or yes. something like that, or like. I would say I would agree with you. I could see maybe not DLC per se, but maybe just like a save file. Yeah, well, and I, I I can see that being the reverse for like oh BDSP is if you have Legends of Arceus, you unlock the Arceus event in BDSP. Mm. That that's my guess right now. That would now. be cool. It also gives people a free Arceus, which I, I don't think they've that. given away in a while ever. Uh, you're definitely going to be able to catch one in Legends of Arceus. Bring that I would to assume. Home. <laughs> the namesake. I believe you're going to have home access and it like Legends of Arceus makes me understand the what they're trying to go for as a company now, which makes me feel less likely that you're going to get BDSP switch connection. But I think what they're trying to do is, yeah, you can complete the Pokedex, but you're going to have to do it over like three or four games and they just go to home and that's yeah. home's your hub. Home's your hub. That's a little sad and depressing at this point. <laughs> it's uh, it might be just the facts of what we have to deal with now. I don't know. Uh, maybe for the 30th anniversary. Maybe they'll be like, hey, here's some uber super game with an actual complete national decks. Or but they could just add battling to you home. You mean Battle Revolution? Be content. That's all we want, right? With home connectivity. There you go. You're done. Because in my mind at this point, they don't really have uh, an excuse to not <laughs> do it. They, like The excuse before was, oh, we couldn't finish the art in time. And then they were just like, well, we can add in the Pokemon slowly if you want. And then they started doing that, and then they're just like, oh, we're coming out with this game that's pretty much going to put the rest of them in, into that same engine, and yep. not put them in the same game, uh, which was kind of frustrating. <laughs> uh, pessimistically hopeful <laughs> that it'll happen. Like, I would like it to happen, but I don't think it will. Mm -hmm. But, I don't know. DLC would be cool. I'd be down for DLC in any mainline Pokemon game. I think they're doing fine enough with it so far. I mean, so like, if they were to ever remake Pokemon Pinball, I could accept DLC of new levels. If there was, if there was like an extra board for Pokemon Pinball and a DLC, I would pay for it. Like right now, yeah. right now, if it was Pokemon Pinball, Ruby and Sapphire, and they're just like, hey, have an Done. Emerald board for Sold. an extra 10 yep. bucks. I'm there. I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would pay far too much money for that. <laughs> I would pay more money than I should. I mean, in general, and this is like a slight tangent, like I'm, I'm all for supporting them doing remakes or, um, sequels to some spinoff games. So I, I want to make sure those feel supported so that they continue to feel Absolutely. motivated to do them. Especially in the past like year and a half, like with both Mystery Dungeon DX and Snap, I think they're really going mm -hmm. back to their roots to some extent. Yes, absolutely. And I really like that because one, it lets us just kind of experience old things in the modern light. And it's been very, yes. it's been very nice to see that. Well, they couldn't figure out how to monetize on mobile. Like Pokemon Go was the anomaly. They couldn't figure out how to monetize on their own. So they've, they've got, <laughs> they've gone back to doing the remakes and sequels. That's a take I really like. I think they really did do that because if you look at masters, that's a fun experiment. <laughs> Pretty much anything else that came out after Pokemon Go. You, I think you're absolutely yeah. right. Looking There's at no you, successes. Pokemon Cafe Mix. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear about that, by the way? Pokemon Cafe Mix was supposed to have an update in April that never happened, and instead they came out with an announcement that they were essentially going to like oh rebuild God. the game from the ground oh, up. Oh, I didn't, like, at did the end not of the know. Year. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, it's really bad. It's really bad. All right. On that note, <laughs> DLC good. Yay. Uh, <laughs> we're going to go ahead, guys. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back at you with the uh, Pokemon of the episode. We will catch you on the flip-flop. <laughs> episode 
And welcome to our Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 124, Jinx, the human-shaped Pokemon. <laughs> it's Pokemon Snap. Photo Dex entry reads, because that's a thing now. I've heard that Jinx can make all sorts of things happen just by wishing for them. We did see some odd occurrences in the silver or in the shiver snowfields involving Jinx, so there may be some truth to that claim. <laughs> what an entry. What an entry. <laughs> Uh, so Jinx is a Pokemon. <laughs> I'm I'm very surprised it's the Pokemon of the episode, but it is the po- it is a Pokemon. It had a lot of controversy behind it originally. Uh, they did have to change its design because of that. Mm-hmm. It now is purple and no longer black. So Jinx, uh, its base stats are okay. It is a Psychic Ice type Pokemon that's not Mister Mime. It's got a decent speed stat though. Yeah, it's not bad. I think it's like hundred or it's 95, 95. 95. I mean, 95, 115 special attack, uh, 95 special defense, and we don't talk about anything else. <laughs> like that 35... Immune to water. It's not immune to water. Is it, does it have dry skin? Yeah. It has dry skin. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. She should moisturize. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Dry skin, oblivious, and forewarned. There, there's an obvious winner there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> there's an obvious winner. I mean, Psychic Ice is um, a pretty bad type. <laughs> it's good offensively. Offensively, yes. it's a great type. Ice ice is the best offensive type, uh, in my opinion. But it's weak to rock, bug, ghost, steel, fire, and dark. It resists psychic and ice. Those are its resists. <laughs> Nothing else. Uh, so the team we have this week is a VGC team for Series 9, because we're back to ser- Series 7 rules. I'm excited to see what, they, what rules they come up with in August. Yeah, if they even try anymore. I'm hoping they guys... I guess I hope they go back to some bands... Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. It's, it'll be like the last series before BDSP comes out, so I'm hoping it's something interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so uh, let's jump into this. We have a Jinx with dry skin. Great, holding a focus ash because it'll die otherwise. <laughs> it is a Jinx. It's got a mild nature. Interesting. It's got four HP EVs, four attack IVs, 252 uh, special attack IVs. Four special defense IVs and 244 speed. That must be a specific speed calc for a base 95 mild. <laughs> uh, so it's mild because it, the speed doesn't really matter. Okay. And you want as much damage as possible. Mild nature is to maximize. Uh, yeah. Okay. So it's got fake out, lovely kiss, ice beam, and expanding force. Mild nature helps maximize the fake out damage. And Jinx doesn't lose much from dropping her defense. <laughs> What's that? It's that, pretty like, bad. 35 or 55? Base 35. 35. Yeah. It's base 35. Yeah. Yeah. And so you can spread Lovely Kiss for sleep. Um, and you just max its special attack so that you can Ice Beam and Expanding Force real hard. That's that's how you Jinx. Yay. That's how you Jinx. I like it. We also have Articuno Galar, which is almost an Ice type, but not. It's a Psychic Flying. It is. Uh, it is a... It's got competitive because that's the only ability it has. Life orb because mm-hmm. they're just there to do damage. Modest nature so because it's there to do damage. And 20 HP IV or EVs, not IVs, apologies. 84 attack EVs. No, it's defense. Oh, is that defense? Oh, it is defense. Uh, 84 defense EVs, 148 special attack EVs, 4 special defense, 252 speed. With freezing glare, hurricane, tailwind, and protect. It makes sure that Articuno moves before Jinx. And then it can Dynamax. Um, when it Dynamaxes, it actually survives uh, a Life Orb Dragapult's Max Phantasm, which is really cool. Ooh. And, and a Life Orb Thunderous Max Lightning, physical. 
Ooh. This that's good to know, actually. Okay, this sounds good on fun. You, Articuno. It's not likely to survive uh, Choice Band Urshifu with uh, with Wickablow though, uh, or Life Orb Spectrier's Max Phantasm or Power Herb No Legos Meteor Beam. Yes, to all of those make very much sense. Uh, <laughs> it will typically two hit KO a Porygon two with uh, Max Airstream, and it will actually take out a lot of uh, other opponents very early on in the game. And it's got Tailwind just for support because I think most of these most of these uh, Galarian birds are. Uh, I'd say that they're like, hey, here's two moves, and then here's protect and some kind of support. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pretty much. <laughs> and that's all they get. So um, they were very smart to not give them any moves of, like, their original typing. As much yeah. as it would feel... It would feel good if it happened, though, wouldn't it? it Articuno would really appreciate an ice attack. I think Moltres would have appreciated fire, and no... They don't, they don't, so Moltres doesn't get any, Galarian Moltres gets no fire type moves, Galarian Zapdos oh, gets no electric type moves, and Galarian Articuno get no ice type moves. But Zapdos gets actual coverage, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a clear winner yeah. here. It's a Galarian Moltres, apparently. <laughs> well, in this format, it's Galarian yes. Moltres, and like traditional things, yes, Galarian it's, Zapdos yes. is the true winner, or non-traditional, I should say. But if you don't want to go speedy, there's another mode for this team. Yeah. Let me tell you about it. We've got Porygon 2, so I guess you can probably guess where we're going with this. 236 HP, 236 defense, 20 in special attack, 4 in special defense, and then 12 in the speed to, I'm guessing, outpace a couple of other things. Let's run those other Porygon 2, let me tell you. you gotta get past them. Shadow Ball, uh, very good for Spectrier and for uh, Metagross. Ice Beam, which is good coverage. Recover because it's Porygon 2, it's here to wall, and then Trick Room if you need to go slow. And as the Mon to go slow, we've got Alolan Marowak with the Lightning Rod ability because this team is a little fragile to Electric, so he helps handle that. 236 HP, 252 attack, 130 uh, defense, 100 special defense, and then, uh, or I'm sorry, no, no. no investment. No investment in I lied. Read the EVs. I can't do math. 236 in HP, 252 in attack, 20 in speed to outspeed. I'm guessing other Alolan Marowaks in case you haven't it's set. It's mainly for the tailwind. It allows it to speed ah, uh, base speed, uh, 70s. Hit out. Okay. I like that. Thick club because that's the only item Alolan Marowak should ever have. Adamant nature because it's pretty much the only nature you should ever have. Poltergeist, detect, flare, blitz, and bone meringue. Very good for getting around a couple of sashes and sturdies. Yeah. And that's Alola Marowak. He hits hard. Um, no ally switch shenanigans with this one, but good electric community as well. Oh, yes. Um, but top of any leftovers, modest, 252 HP, 4 defense, 172 special attack, 12 special defense, 68 speed with muddy water, moon blast, calm mind, and protect. I mean, it's focusing on prioritizing its, uh, prioritizing its offensive pressure, relies on natural bulk to keep it alive. It's t- typical Feeny. Plus one speed allows it to outspeed Nihilego, which is why there's only 68 speed in there. It, it's a standard Feeny, pretty much. And then to round out the team, we have an Assault Vest Kartana. Uh, Jolly Nature with 68 HP, 84 attack, 4 defense, 110 special defense, and then 252 speed. Leaf Blade, Smart Strike, Sacred Sword, Aerial Ace. It has a high chance to Oko Max Bulk Clefairy with Max Steel Spike, which is kind of useful. 
The guy who made this team said he had no idea what the bulk does, but it looks nice. <laughs> I liked it, yes. so I kept it. <laughs> so the bulk does something. It lets it, lets it do something else, and I, yep. <laughs> I like that we tried to do our research this time, and even the guy who did it, who, like, wrote the team, didn't do his research. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, this team looks fun, though. I, I kind of want to try yeah. it. Not for the Jinx, more for the Galarian Articuno. I want Galarian Articuno to yeah. be okay. I like Galarian Articuno. Yeah, there are... They they said they have, like, three main ways you play the team, depending on what you're up against, so... Yeah. And Articuno seems more of the star than Jinx, personally, but... <laughs> yes. It definitely is, but it has a Jinx on it, so that's why we're calling it the Jinx team. It is a Jinx team, yeah. All right, so... Uh, definitely catch it in the Pokemon of the episode, but I think you guys are going to stream it this week as well. Yes, we are. Yes. I'm excited. So but you can also catch it on our Discord server, so be sure to check it over there if you haven't already. So uh, until then, though, we're going to kick it on over to the mailbag where we're going to uh, read some emails. So we'll catch you over there. It's mail time! Sending your emails. And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the fictional energy drink, a green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! You know somebody could just make an energy drink like that right now, and we've had years of advertising for them. Yeah, all of that for free. (laughs) All of that for free. Welcome to the mailbag, though. The mailbag segment where you can send us an email at pucklepodcast at gmail.com, and we'll go ahead and read it on the show. We typically have a prompt. Last week, we just asked you what your opinion for po- on Pokemon Snap was, or new Pokemon Snap. So I really, uh, I, I'm really excited to dump, jump into these emails and see what you guys had to say. So let's uh, grab this first one from Sari this week. This is for Thatch to read. Howdy, Puckle. I hope y'all well and causing some fun chaos wherever you may be, and, you know, not getting sick or something. <laughs> I haven't left my apartment besides for work, and I barely know what day it is anymore. That's very relatable. Anyways, Pokemon Snap. I am a longtime Pokemon fan, but I have never had the opportunity to play the original Snap. So I'm coming at this with fresh eyes. Man, how do you... Did you guys play the original Snap? Yes. Like, Claude and uh, yes. Mickey? Yes, I own, yeah. I own an N64. I've been trying to talk my wife into getting that hook hooked back up to play some this weekend. Okay. But, uh... So I, I remember being on, like, a cruise ship and them having, like, a game room, and that was one of the things that was there. And I remember, like, sitting down with a couple other kids and just going through Snap trying to, like, take pictures of everything. I have so many more questions after hearing both of these answers. <laughs> and I don't know if it's good or bad. <laughs> what do you mean? You found it on a cruise ship? Like, <laughs> yeah. That's how I learned a Pokemon Snap. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, anyways, Pokemon Snap. I've never been a competitive Pokemon player. The series captures my desire to escape to another world that few other franchises have. It is almost single-handedly responsible for my interest in pursuit of animal, animal behavior and even my current work with training and vet- veterinarian work. I was that kid who tried to write naturalist accounts as a child. How do Pokemon hold all that water? Why is Shinx's electricity portrayed as blue in the anime, but Pikachu's is yellow? I had even written about regional variants way back, even though that was more of a how do Meryl exist in Johto and Hoenn? Silly stuff. New Pokemon Snap brought back the excitement I had as a child for just a few days before the grind of the game set in. 
but that fallback made the game entirely worth it to me. Being able to observe snippets of how these fun little monsters might live in natural space frequently made me call over my fiancé just to point and marvel at the little things. A Shurpedo snapping at the rails or a mother Pokemon caring for its offspring? My giddy return into childhood excitement had, had me dreaming about the game for just a couple of nights. That's a really good immersion. Actually, the game's pretty good. I'm really happy with the game. I wish that Pokemon would push more of its natural world element in their main series games. I think that if they did, it could really truly recapture that special element that the games had for so many of our childhoods. I think the main series lost that over the years and has become a grind, a bit of a grind in, in itself. I would disagree with that sentiment, and only because Sari would allow me to. <laughs> <laughs> I I think it's more accurate to say something like, because I a lot of the poses that happen in Pokemon Snap actually happen in Sword and Shield. Like I th- the big one I can think of is the Emolga, like flying at you in that first area. It does mm-hmm. the same thing in Sword yeah. and Shield when you're in the Isle of Armor. Granted, I'm not saying like base Sword and Shield had it, but the DLC did. Where, like, you had Pokemon flying around and stuff like that in their habitats. Obviously, the Sharpedo coming to chase after you and stuff like that as well in the Isle of Armor. Maybe mm. this is all the Isle of Armor. Um, and, <laughs> uh, but, like, something like that. That, that kind of makes sense to me. So I, I, would, I would disagree to some, some extent. Because I think, I think the DLC for Sword and Shield was very, very good in that Agreed. regard. Yes, absolutely. I wish that Pokemon would push more of this natural world element in their main series game. Oh, we already did that. Um, the Snap continues to capture my interest here and there though the ultimate weakness of the game is the fleeting nature of its gameplay loop. I hope that the next time I inevitably play this game from a freshest start, months from now, will once again strike me as it had the first time around. And I hope it did the same for y'all. Did Pokemon ex- affect your career choices? Except you, Thatch. Yeah, I think you're just a dweeb. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. Uh, did Pokemon affect my career choices? I don't think so. Obviously. I think my career helped... My Pokemon, more like it, because I, I had a lot of down, like, yeah, I was at, like, work, like, just downtime at work, or, like, I'm just like, all right, I'm doing work, and I need something to listen to, and that's how I found Puckle, which then ramped up my Pokemon involvement. Oh, I'm a bad <laughs> influence, that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> no, 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 no. Kidding, kidding. Anyways, as Bob Barker said, spay new to your pets. Seriously, there are too many, and give your animals some pets for me. All the best, Sari. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, no, I don't think Pokemon's ever done that. I, I, Pokemon's definitely had like a significant effect on my life, obviously. Like I, I've made a lot of friends, including these two guys, through it. So I wouldn't call it a, a bad time. So our next email is going to be from M-O-M-O. Hey, Puckle Peeps. I am loving new Pokemon Snap. It's the perfect balance of nostalgia and updates to the modern era. I remember playing the OG as a kid and constantly wishing there was more. More Pokemon, more interactions, more courses, and boy did this revamp deliver. Really, my only gripe with the game is the sorting buttons on the request page. It really bothers me that they put the X button on the left and the Y button on the right, considering the buttons on the controller are the opposite. You have no idea how many times I clicked the wrong one, but that's so minor I can live with it. Have you guys gotten that money shot that somehow seems to fall shorter on score than you expected? Uh, That's the case with my Lifehard one-star shot. I thought the size and placement were perfect, but I seem to keep outscoring it with others. It's one of the few times I'll pick a lower-scored photo for the decks because I'm too proud of it otherwise. Do y'all always select the higher-score photo, or do you go for the aesthetic of the page? Right now, I go for the I go for the high score. Yeah, I gotta hit those different star ratings. I don't care what the quality of the photo is. Sometimes I can't even see it behind the leaves mm-hmm. in some of my shots. I think it's really great now that, like, in post, you can actually go and you can you can reorient it, which is kind of how photo yes. photography works now anyway. Like, that's why stuff like 8 and 4K cameras exist, is because you take the picture 
or you take the you you film in 8K and then you go ahead and you shrink it back down to 4K quality after you've cropped everything around. Huh. Yeah, that's the whole reason like 8K cameras exist. It's not so you can go get, like watch 8K content. Your 8K con if anybody buys an 8K TV right now by the way, I I think that you should just not fall for the hype. Uh <laughs> It's like those uh, 3D televisions from like the no, you late have, 2000s. No, you absolutely shouldn't. Like the amount, the amount of uh, like I, right now, 4K TVs. You need something larger than like a 75 inch TV for you to like notice the difference in resolution between an 8K TV and a 4K TV. Unless you like to like stand right next to your TV when you watch it. Your your call. <laughs> <laughs> Continue though, Claude. I'm sorry. Yeah, no worries. My last topic of the day is Hippowdon. I got a shot of him, and it's probably my favorite of all shots. But it made me realize something. Since when does the hippo have paper for fingers? I mean, like, for real, it creeped me out. They're so flat, I can't imagine they provide much balance support for a hippo. And they are so stretched out. I don't know, I guess I never saw them off the ground before. Odd design choice, I guess. But who can't love him? I think in Hippodon's original splat, right? It's in the sand. <laughs> like, it's not even, like, you can't even see his feet. Oh, I think that's true. Yeah. I think it's, like, in the sand. Let me, I'm gonna look this up. Getting a little long, so I'll wrap it up here. Keep up the great work. M-O-M-O. P.S. The other picks are Pukamuku because Larry, uh, and Flygon because it made me think of Sari. <laughs> Larry! So I think that will put all these photos that we have in the show notes, and then... Maybe. We'll, we'll talk about something else after. Th- yes. This inspired an idea. Yes. All right, we got one more email this week, and it is from, uh, it is from Shark Finnegan. Yeah, and I got it. Hey, Puckle Crew, Shark Finnegan here. I just wanted to share my two cents on Snap. Firstly, this was a great tribute to the original game. You can't say enough about how great the graphics are and how many different interactions there are. Secondly, I just enjoy how many ways you can play the game. I've been alternating between completionist mode by getting complete photo decks with the Diamond Stars and competitively trying to rack up the highest course scores. I cracked top 25 in the world for the Meganium Illumina spot and number 45 for the cave stage currently. There's a lot that I want to do in this game. I think I'll be able to keep myself busy for a long while. Sharing two of my favorite picks, one with and one without editing. Uh, He's got a Bidoof surrounded by hearts and then two Volcaronas that are looking right at the camera, which is pretty cool. Uh, And that's all from Shark. Ooh. Yay. Uh, you know, Pokemon Snap's been exciting. I really like yeah. the energy around it. It's just been so wholesome. And it's fun. very wholesome. Yeah. There's like, there's technically a competitive aspect if you want to do like course scores, but like, it's not really that big of a deal. It's great. So you can just have fun. So that's it for the mailbag. Do we want to give the green tourist badge to somebody? I think, I think almost all of them have it. I know if Sarah they don't have it. it, they can have it. I know Sari has it. <laughs> let me, let Pretty me. Pretty sure look. Emo has it. I, I think Emo has it. Let me look. Uh, I'm going to take a look. Let's see. Emo is... Uh, Emo does not have it for this year. Oh, Emma cool. It. So it's Emma. Emma, we're not even going to consider Shark. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Shark. Shark Sharks was nice, but nice and brief. Emma's had a lot more Okay, you know what? You're right. It. You're right. Yeah, Emma, Emma, you get the green Tauros badge this week. Sorry, Shark. Try again later. <laughs> Send and- us more in paragraph <laughs> format. <laughs> this does bring up the other... Thing. Do, you want, do you want me to mention it now? You can mention it. Yeah, you can mention yeah. it. I think I think we're we're gonna. Uh, I think there's like a few logistic things, but I think we'll figure it out. Check out the Discord over the next couple of days. By the time this comes up, it'll probably be out there. 
But yes. because of all these photos that we're seeing and people are having, we want to give the idea of doing a Pokemon Snap photo contest. doesn't have to be your highest rated thing, and we're going to let you, the community, decide who wins. So, yeah, I think that'd be a fun idea to do for the show. There'll be more information on Discord once we actually have it figured out. Yes. So, yeah, on that note, if you want to catch up with us, make sure you come to the Discord. It's a great place to keep, keep up with yeah. all of us. We're all there. We hang out with you guys. Well, this is literally just to force you all to be our friends. And mm-hmm. we, we want to be your friends. So definitely come over to the Discord to do that. Um, that's in the show notes. Yes. And hopefully I will finish setting up PuckleDiscord.com <laughs> so that you guys can just type that into your browser and get there. So you can also go ahead and follow us on social media over on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, all those fun, fun formats. You can also go ahead and follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast. Watch myself and these wonderful gentlemen play some pokemon during certain days of the week i'm very excited like our twitch stuff is just like really ramped up it's been really fun i just like i just like streaming on twitch it just makes me happy yeah, it's fun <laughs> i just like doing it and interacting with the people that show up to the stream uh and then you can also go ahead and uh go over to youtube at youtube.com slash buckle podcast and watch uh watch these two guys again <laughs> do more stuff uh, hopefully i get some more stuff rolling over there in the near future you can also go ahead and you can also go ahead and support the show by going over to Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. Get access to hopefully the new anime podcast that should be recording tomorrow, maybe. And then you can, of course, be able to uh, get some Pokemon giveaways or access to breeder bots, stuff like that. You can also support us over on Twitch at twitch.tv slash podcast once again with a Twitch Prime sub or with bits when you're watching or anything. We really appreciate all the support you guys give us. It allows us to do a lot of cool stuff. Uh, so on that note, we're going to go ahead and... Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, we're going to go ahead and end the show. End. That's, that's what we're going to do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've been Trainer Thatch. Oh, I've been P. McGee. Not used to being second, clearly. I'm always third, so I'm Claude Nine. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. Yeah.